It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast for May 24th. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. I want to thank you so much for making me a part of your day. If you listen to yesterday's podcast, then you know we went deep on Russell Westbrook and, and tried to, I, I tried to do my best to articulate the complexity of Russell Westbrook, and I'll even follow up on that coming up in segment number two. Today, we'll go a little deeper on Carmelo Anthony because who knew one Instagram post could lead us into an interesting discussion about a guy who's not only facing his own mortality, but also a guy that might not be all that motivated to have a fantastic year this coming season. So that segment number one is pretty much all dedicated to Carmelo Anthony. In segment number two, I will follow up on the Russ discussion from yesterday. Also, the NFL made a drastic mistake yesterday. I thought NFL owners were a lot smarter than what they've shown, but their ruling on the national anthem was, well, it was garbage. It was crap, to say the least. And now the NFL, while they may be appeasing some fans, while they may be appeasing some sponsors, they're in grave danger of alienating the, their players. And we'll talk about that and how it sort of pertains to the NBA and what the NBA's rule is. And is this something the NBA would ever be in danger of? So we'll talk about that. And in segment number three, we'll get into the Eastern and the Western Conference Finals. And I'll tell you why Charles Barkley made a much better decision than all of us last night. Char- Charles, Charles, you deserve to be praised immensely. We got it all wrong. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G, a credential member of the media. I also work for Thunder Digest. Thanks to Chuck Cheney for letting me be a part of that. And if you are interested in what's going on here on Locked on Thunder, all you got to do is go to LockedOnThunder.com. I've been covering the team for five years. We've got audio, video, archive, podcast. It's all good. One of the things I struggle with on this show, especially since we're in what we call the dead period of the NBA, is what to do on a daily Thunder podcast. And I really would like some feedback from you at G-E-E-H-S-O on what you want to hear. Do you want to do the whole player grades thing? Which I will tell you, if, if that's what you want, I will give you what you want. If that is... If you want to hear my thoughts and how I graded each player for the year, I can do that. I can do that entire series. You can tell me that. But I do find that boring. 
I find that almost as boring as I find talking about fantasy sports. And I know that we've got a Locked on Fantasy podcast, which I think is perfect for fantasy sports, but it's really nothing that I've ever been interested in. And and over the last couple of years that I was on the radio here in Oklahoma City, I felt forced to talk about fantasy sports. I got into it as much as I could, but I really felt like it was something more for my boss than it necessarily was the listeners because, in my opinion, it doesn't make for good radio. A great podcast for people who are seeking that out, but on radio, I feel like you've got to do more. And on this podcast, I want to do more. I want to stretch the boundaries. I don't want to be just limited to numbers and players' grades and and who the Thunder are bringing back. I want to talk about some, some impactful meaningful topics and that's why I can't wait to get to segment two today but segment number one is also going to be impactful and with that build-up let's talk Carmelo Anthony there was an Instagram post that Carmelo decided to respond to last night and I don't know who posted it don't even care who posted it but somebody made the comparison between Kyle Korver and Carmelo Anthony saying that Korver was a better player right now than Carmelo Anthony was. Both of them were drafted in 2003. Well, the numbers don't bear that out. Kyle Korver is averaging nine points this year. Carmelo Anthony, despite having a subpar year in Oklahoma City, still averaged 16 points and also averaged 5.8 rebounds a game. Not the best of years for Carmelo Anthony, but it certainly was above any standards that Kyle Korver set. And with Carmelo Anthony, things go a lot deeper right now. Because this is a guy that every day he looks in the mirror, more importantly, every day he gets up and goes to the gym and starts shooting around and starts working out, he realizes that his own mortality is sitting in. And there's only a few more years left in basketball for him to accomplish everything that he wants to accomplish. And for me, that is a fascinating question when we talk about Carmelo Anthony, is what exactly does this guy want to accomplish as an NBA player? Does he want to be a Hall of Famer? Well, if that's the case, he's already got that. Does he want to be a guy that made a S-ton of money, and can live not only comfortable for the rest of his life, but his kids and his grandkids can live comfortable. Well, he's done that as well. If he wants to win a championship, it seems like that's the only thing that Carmelo Anthony needs to check off the box is whether or not he's going to win a championship. And through his career, Carmelo Anthony has been marginalized, maligned, whatever you want to call it, to a guy that people perceive as being selfish, a guy that people perceive as not being a team player. During his time here in Oklahoma City, whether it's just for this year or there are any years after that, I didn't feel like that was the case at all with Carmelo Anthony. Not not throughout the year, especially when you spoke to him. Carmelo Anthony couldn't have been more complimentary of his teammates, especially a guy like Russell Westbrook. Jeremy Grant was a guy that he always liked to talk about, Terrence Ferguson. This guy understands the game of basketball. He knows what's going on around him. And if we just take at face value what he said all season long, what Paul George said all season long, or or Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony certainly wasn't a disruption in the locker room. And any feelings of anxiety or frustration or just being mad about his playing time or his role on the team, he was handling that with himself. He was handling that with... Billy Donovan, 
and Sam Presti. And what we heard during Carmelo's Carmelo Anthony's exit interview was not only a guy who is experiencing the demise of his career and is coming to grips with the fact that he's just not the player that he used to be, he's also coming to grips with what is his career. He's trying to put his career, I always like to say in a box, he's trying to put it in a box or he's trying to put it on a wall and see what that Hall of Fame plaque reads. And if there's something Carmelo Anthony hasn't accomplished, well, that came out when he said this. All year, the Thunder, Billy, players around um, the team talk about how much you sacrifice. And um, I, I guess it's kind of two parts. Uh, going into next year, with all the sacrifices you've made, are, are you willing to, if they come to you, say, like, sacrifice the, the salary you're making, you know, maybe restructure what you're doing and spread it out over a certain amount of years? Mm-hmm. Or are you willing to sacrifice um, playing time and, uh, or even a possible bench role? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sacrificing no bench role. So you can. That's out the question. Uh, as far as sacrificing, uh, fin- you know, fin- I don't even like to talk about finance. You know, finances and the, the, the economics of the game of basketball. When that time come, that time will come. Like if and when, you know, we we, we have to sit down and, and talk about what's the future and. You know, ideas and situations, then that 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 time will come. I honestly don't. I don't even feel comfortable sitting here talking about money when it money in, in in basketball and because at the end of the day, yeah, we 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 all we all play and we in this this game to take care of our family and make money and make the most money that you could possibly make. But it's it's that's already done. Those contracts are already guaranteed. Like that's that's going to happen. Uh, I think for me, my focus would be on kind of figuring out what I want in, 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 out of out of out of the rest of my career, uh, what I want in 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 in, in, in my future, uh, what am I willing to accept, and, and if I'm if I'm willing to accept that at all, uh, I think everybody knows that I've sacrificed. Uh, Kind of damn near everything, uh, family, you know, moving here by myself, uh, sacrifice uh, my game for the sake of the team, uh, and was willing to sacrifice any and everything in order for this situation to work out. Uh, so it's something I really have to think about if, you know, if if I really want to uh, be this type of player and finish out my career as this type of player uh, knowing that I have so much left in, 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 in the tank and I bring so much to the game of basketball uh, and, and, and and if and how long I want to continue to do this it's, I think that's 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 also a, a thought process as well thanks Melo thank you What you have to wonder about Carmelo Anthony is how motivated he's going to be this next season, especially if he comes back to Oklahoma City. Because if he does, there's no doubt that his role is going to be quite similar to what he played this year. I don't think, I don't see Billy Donovan and Sam Presti having in their mind a much different, a much different role for Carmelo Anthony than than what he was playing for 
for Oklahoma City this season. It just it, it doesn't it does not compute. He also may have to live with less minutes, and heaven forbid for Carmelo Anthony, he may have to come off the bench. Which I look, I think Carmelo Anthony should come off the bench. There, there's no there's no argument for me. You will get zero argument for me that Carmelo Anthony is worth $28 million, because he's not. He's not worth $28 million. We know that. Sam Presti knows that. But if Carmelo Anthony is only motivated by the cash and only stays in Oklahoma City just so he can make that money, and the Thunder don't want to pay him out, then it's going to be another long, painful season for him and OKC that eventually will blow up and eventually will lead to Sam Presti having to pull the trigger of trading Carmelo Anthony at the deadline and taking what he can get for him. And maybe that's not a bad deal. Maybe somebody's willing to pay half of Carmelo Anthony's contract just to rent him for a year. And that ultimately might be what happens. I just, for a guy like Carmelo Anthony, whom I respect, and I've made no secret of the fact that he is the he is my favorite player to ever wear a Thunder uniform, and it has more to do with his demeanor and the fact that he is a thoughtful guy than it is necessarily what he's given on the court. I just can't see him wanting to stick around another year, going through this again. I can't see the Thunder wanting to do it. And now is the time for Carmelo Anthony to have a come-to-Jesus meeting. Not with Sam Presti, not with his agent, but with himself. He needs to figure out what he can do. So he won't be motivated in Oklahoma City if, let's say, he gets $20 million or half that, 14 He agrees to take $14 million to go away from Oklahoma City. I do believe that Carmelo Anthony would be motivated to go someplace like Atlanta, Sacramento, which are the two teams we always seem to throw out. Uh, maybe New Orleans, uh, although I don't know that New Orleans would want him, or maybe even a Dallas, somebody who's who's not really a contender and prove to everyone that he can still perform at the level that he did a couple of seasons ago. You won't get to the playoffs. You'll prove to everyone you're a great individual player and that Oklahoma City didn't have you in the right role, but ultimately, if you do that, what do you get out of your career? Carmelo Anthony has to decide now once and for all how much he wants to contend for a championship ring. With this, with that, I will go to a tease and tell you that coming up in the next segment, why the NFL is making a big-time mistake. Boy, are they playing with fire. The NFL is going to alienate so many of their players. We'll talk about that next on the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals, and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Yeah, sorry for that last tease. But but that see, I kind of like to do the podcast like my radio show. I don't like to go back and do a lot of corrections. Sometimes I do. 
Like if I, if I catch it, and I apologize profusely for all my malapropisms on this show. It just kind of happens like in, in the source of, or in the source, see there's one right there, just in the flow of self-conversation, <laughs> which is kind of what happens here. I feel like I'm talking to you, but there's not a lot of feedback, so it, it sometimes things can get a little weird, and I appreciate you bearing with me on that. But let's talk about the NFL, which ruled yesterday that players must stand for the National Anthem if they're going to be out on the field. And if they're not going to stand for the National Anthem, then they need to stay in the locker room until it's over. Which I think some people on its surface might go, oh, that that's fine. But here's my problem with it. And no one has said this today. And, and this is one of those things that to me seems so obvious like Mike Greenberg or Colin Cowherd should have just reached out and grabbed it because it's low-hanging fruit. Let's say you're getting treatment or you're going to the bathroom or you're getting wrapped or there's this last-second piece of film you want to watch to study and you don't come out for the national anthem because you just you need those extra few minutes. Well, what if these overzealous fans who were looking for any reason to ding you or not watch the NFL or write something crass on social media, what if they notice you're not out on the field? All of a sudden, the assumption is is that you're protesting the national anthem or you're making some sort of political stand, so that's why you didn't come out. And now players are going to have to have somebody tweet on their behalf during these games. And, And I keep thinking about a guy like Tom Brady who is so focused on the game, or a guy like Eli Manning, I would have said Peyton Manning, he's not in, or Jimmy Garoppolo, let's just use Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco where all this started off. If Garoppolo is an attention to detail guy and wants a few more minutes, he's going to have to tell the San Francisco 49ers PR staff or his PR staff or somebody, hey, Jimmy's not protesting the national anthem. He wanted to take a look at what this Seahawks defense was doing this week because he thinks they changed something. So he stayed in the locker room a few minutes more. It's ridiculous. The other thing is, as somebody who uses a microphone to make a living, I hate any rule that infringes on freedom of speech. And I understand corporations do it. And if I go to work for a corporation, I have to abide by their rules or I end up suffering the consequences, which is in a sense what NFL players are going through right now. You make sacrifices in, in order to get a paycheck. But any rule that infringes on, on freedom of speech, to me, is offensive. Especially when people aren't doing anything violent. Like, NFL players have done nothing violent. All they've done is kneel down to protest police violence. Which, after the video that we saw in Milwaukee, it's probably not a bad thing to be protesting right now. That being said, my uncle's a cop and I and I fully support the police because I understand that on a daily basis, they face more danger than, than, than anyone. So there's a weird dichotomy for this. I have a father that's a retired Marine captain. I've got an uncle that's a cop. I stand for the national anthem. I don't like it when people don't. But at the same time, I respect freedom of speech. And if you feel like you've been mistreated by someone, then you should have the right to to say that and protest that however you want. Now, as far as the NBA goes, there is a rule in the NBA where you have to stand. And I completely forgot about this and I botched that yesterday. But yes, you do have to stand when you're in the NBA. Plus, the NBA players decided not to protest, although we did see the guys from the Thunder lock arms. And if you noticed at the end of the National Anthem, before it was over... Most of the guys who locked arm would go back to the bench. And I have a problem with that. 
because you're not doing anything violent and you're not necessarily speaking out against America. And here's the real reason you know the NBA screwed up is because President Trump agrees with the ruling. And nothing against Donald Trump. If you voted for Donald Trump, that's great. But I think we can all admit that Donald Trump is a hot-button issue kind of guy. He's a constant campaigner. He's a constant salesman. And he loves those those issues that he knows can get everybody's feathers in a ruffle. Well, if Donald Trump's agreeing with this, NFL owners need to go back. And good on the Jets owner for agreeing to pay the fines of anybody who wants to protest. Look, I don't agree with the protest, and I've made that perfectly clear or at least I hope I made that perfectly clear, but I'd rather have you doing this than going out and, and starting riots. And if it's and if it can get some conversation going and it can get some change in this world, then all the better. Real quick, Russell Westbrook. Yesterday I talked a little bit about Russell Westbrook and how difficult it would always be for him to win over the national media. And one of the reasons it'll be difficult because eventually Russ is going to have to acquiesce and kind of be a more affable kind of guy. One problem with that, though, is Russ isn't like that. And not so much from a fan perspective that appreciates the whole anti-hero thing, but I've also been a big believer that once guys cease to be themselves off the court, then they cease to be themselves on the court. Russell Westbrook can only play the way Russell Westbrook does. And any time you ask him to change... Russell quits being himself, and I don't think he's the type of guy that can adjust. So there, there's my two cents on that. All right, so ramblings of a madman, more ramblings of a madman coming up in segment three. Why Charles Barkley, why we all should have done what Charles Barkley did last night. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Remember, for coverage on the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, you've got Locked On Rockets, Locked On Warriors, Locked On Celtics, and Locked On Cavaliers. Plus, Locked On Celtics has an interview with Rachel Nichols of ESPN, which is definitely worth checking out. And I know I tweeted that out a couple of days ago. Uh, I will go to Locked On Celtics and retweet that, just in case uh, you haven't had a chance to listen. You can also go to LockedOnSports.com. Charles Barkley had us all beat last night because he went to Justin Timberlake. He didn't bother watching the Eastern Conference Finals, which is good on him because he didn't miss anything. Didn't miss anything other than LeBron James looking tired. Ah, A bit of a scrum between Larry Nance Jr. and, um, was it Marcus Morris for the Boston Celtics? Um, I I just kind of felt like, 
Like that whole game last night was was never in any doubt. And essentially the Boston Celtics won the series because there's no way Cleveland is going to win Game 7 in Boston. And with that being said, in the Western Conference Finals tonight, the Rockets could win it just by winning tonight's game. If the Houston Rockets win tonight's game, they win the series because I don't see Golden State being able to come back for a Game 7 in Houston. Even though Houston's home court may not be the most menacing of all the home courts in the NBA, I really honestly believe that with the home crowd behind him, a motivated Chris Paul who would be looking for his first trip to the finals, James Harden ready to prove something, and just with the way the Rockets have been able to respond after a loss, it doesn't play well at all for Golden State. I'm also interested to see if the Rockets can somehow win back-to-back games or anybody in this series can win back-to-back games. That wraps it up for me today. We will be back tomorrow on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Remember, ELE, everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 